Hello and welcome to the November 7th, 2019 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another new edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. It is awesome to have everybody here with me today, and of course, it's always wonderful to be out there with you as well. Now, uh, first of all, it's great to be back, and, you know, while I say that, please know that I actually have been back for quite some time, um, and, and it's it's just so frustrating and so disappointing. For those of you who might follow me on Twitter, you have a little bit of insight as to what has been going on. But believe it or not, since the last time that we have spoke, Mr. Joe had recorded two episodes of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. And the reason why it, it ended up being two episodes, um, oh, let me explain a little bit further. Um, I, I recorded an episode, and then something had transpired um, around my lunch break, in which I had to cut my lunch break short. I ran in, and I did what I had to do. And when I went back to start recording again, I recognized on my podcasting site or application that I utilize, it didn't allow me to open up that recording and add to it. So what I did was I started a whole new podcast. I kind of explained what just happened, very similar to the way I just explained now. And I merged the two podcasts and I gave everybody a heads up let everybody know in the recording that that's what I was doing nevertheless I have been dealing with an issue where I cannot upload so really it's two episodes in one and uh, there's actually probably you know some really good content on it I don't remember much obviously because Mr. Joe barely remembers anything anymore but it, is, it has been one of the most frustrating experiences in terms of my so-called podcasting career that I've had. And I have been literally on technical support with them every single day. And I believe the episodes were October 18th. No, I'm sorry, October 25th, maybe. And then the 31st, I believe I did one on Halloween or maybe the day before. But... That podcast still sits in what I call my drafts, or what the application calls my drafts. And because the files are merged, they cannot figure out the glitch or the bug or whatever you want to call it as to why on an Android device it cannot be uploaded. On an Apple or on an iPhone, no problem. And it, more, even more crazy is they're trying to tell me that the drafts are saved within my phone in a special file, and when I go to that file, they're nowhere to be found. So they're baffled. And i got to be honest, I'm pissed. And the worst of all is the fact that my obsessive-compulsive disorder had taken over to such an extent, and again, I mentioned this on Twitter, that it was preventing me from recording. And why? I mean, I guess... Is it really OCD? I don't know. Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm overgeneralizing the term but I was so concerned about the fact that you would now be getting information that um, you know that's old or, or, or how do 
I say this? Information that's new and all the old information, unfortunately, um, will be in the past. So if I ever do get that file uploaded, it's going to be a little strange, guys, because you're going to hear this podcast most likely when you play the new one once it is uploaded there'll probably be some content that is repeated because if i recall correctly some of the things that i'm going to discuss today were definitely in my podcast or podcasts last time but um it's it's been frustrating and again you know it's i don't know if it's a, a normal way to feel because of the fact that i just wanted that uploaded so bad um, and I just refused to record a podcast. But today I woke up and I said, you know what? No, I actually said it on Twitter the other day. And when I woke up today, I said, no matter what I do, I am recording a podcast. My audience will absolutely understand. You guys are going to think I'm real sick. I mean, <laughs> if you don't already. I'm sicker than I already am. I actually am losing sleep over this. And it's that that concerns me because you know mr joe when he loses sleep over ridiculous things like this and actually has the ability to call these things ridiculous it makes me question my my, my mental state even more because here i am losing sleep but at the same time i know it's stupid and ridiculous to lose sleep over but i can't help it and i do believe that some of it is um you know, um, the, the mania that has set in. And I will tell you this, since my last podcast, and let's say it was the October 25th or the 30th, whichever one that might be, I have been manic since. And it's very possible I have been manic even before that, based on one of my last episodes. And over the last two days, my mania has been unfortunately mixed. And, and obviously meaning that uh, bouts of crying, um, and, uh, you know, and then I'm happy again. And energy, many, many sleepless nights, guys. Um, I don't remember, again, what I recorded or when, but there was a period it, uh, There was a period in time over the last few weeks that I actually went, and, and get ready for this, guys, almost 50 hours with no sleep. 50 hours. Um, and, and I felt great. And that's what mania is. That's what bipolar is. And unfortunately, yesterday, my mania reached a heightened level of agitation. And we all know I've been down that road before. And of course, the agitation and the nastiness was taken out on my wife, as it always is. Followed by an apology by me when I wake up and recognize what a moron I am being. Um, and, you know, again, I sit here and I brag about the fact that, oh, look, I'm so able to recognize things so quickly and, you know, try to resolve the issue. You know, sometimes, guys, there are certain things that we say and we as bipolar people can understand that many times if not always we don't even mean what we're saying this is not like a drunk thing you know there, there was a back in the day when i used to get drunk people would always say the truth comes out when you're drunk i do not believe that the truth comes out when you are manic and in a rage and bipolar i think what happens is the brain analyzes 
and determines whatever it wants to determine. <laughs> and usually it's incorrect. And because the situation that we're contending with or the person that we're contending with has altered our mind to the extent where, and really they're not altering our mind, we are just so convinced about the fact that we're right and they're wrong and they're making us so angry that when the words come out of our mouths, to some extent we mean them in, a mo in the moment because we're so disorientated. Uh, and, and unfortunately, you know, I don't remember a lot of that. We're going to get into that in a minute because I, I need to respond to a specific email that I just received. And by the way, I know I've said this many, many times, but um, the, uh, the, the inbox that I have right now is flooded, absolutely flooded. And I am so sorry if I have not gotten back to you. I have read every single email part of the problem in terms of uploading and I don't know why I made this connection but you know how I've been losing sleep uh, over not being able to get that episode episode up I've been losing sleep over the fact that I'm not writing anybody back but I've combined the two in my mind and what I mean by that is because I can't get that episode uploaded I felt a, a, a horrible disconnect from my audience and it wasn't your fault it was mine and to a degree I was ashamed, and I didn't write back. That's how sick our minds can be, guys. Very, very sad, and please forgive me because I have a feeling I just went off on a rant, and I was trying to concentrate on another topic, and God only knows, you know, um, where I headed during this. Oh, here we go. Uh, the agitation, and then, and, and, you know, taking it out on our loved ones, and you know, oftentimes, even though we don't mean it, saying things that, you know, it takes a very, very long time to forgive and forget. Because most of the things that we say and yell are extremely hurtful. And as unreal or unrealistic as they might be, once we settle down and come down a notch, to the person that is being verbally abused, it's very, very real. And regardless of the fact of whether they understand our illness or not, it still hurts. And there are many people that will play those phrases and those words and those, um, you know, those, those horrible insults over and over in their heads. And that's a lot of times what makes it very difficult for, you know, our spouses to come to the rec realization that, you know, we got to work together on this because, you know, they get angry. And I don't blame them. I understand it. And you want to talk about anger, guys. And, you know, I do know this. On my last un-uploaded un episode, I did speak quite a bit about my mom. And I will say this. You're probably going to hear some repeats if I do get uh, that episode uploaded again. But um, it has definitely gone to a whole new level with my mother. Guys, she is so mentally ill. She is so sick. And I'm, it's so very sad. It really is. I mean, this is a... She's probably on like three months now of no drinking. All she does is take her antidepressants, which without a doubt has her flying high in mania. Um, she is not taking care of her physical health in any way. And the most disturbing thing of all is the way that she has treated my sister. My sister has done and done and done and does not stop doing for my mother 
takes her shopping for clothing, does her food shopping, um, pays her bills, changes her sheets, cleans, takes her pillow covers off and does them, cleans her blinds, sweeps the house, uh, cleans the toilet bowl, takes her to the dentist, takes her to her doctors, literally kisses this woman's butt for the simple fact that she thinks my dad is looking down upon her and is saying, you know what, daughter, I need you to take care of mommy for me. Well, guess what? Her and I both came to the realization yesterday that, if anything, my father is looking down on us and saying, kids, get the hell away from that psychotic woman. She has broken my poor sister down to a point where uh, she... I don't hear my sister cry a lot, but she cried her eyes out to me yesterday, and I know she is done. The abuse that this woman has instilled into my wonderful, beautiful sister, who means the world to me, is unexplainable. I'm so sorry, guys. Wow. Oof. Let me pull it together. I don't even want to put you on pause. Um, my, uh, my, my, my daughter is uh, going to be eight months old, and we're going to do a christening for her. And I know that's actually very late for those of you who, um, you know, uh, are Catholic and understand the religion, unlike me, <laughs> because I don't understand anything anymore. I just believe in God. That's it. And um, But it, ta- it took us a long time to get this thing scheduled because... We just had a lot going on, you know, with the death of my father, and, you know, so it is what it is. Now, my mother desperately wanted to be at this christening party, which is happening very soon. Nobody wants her there, but you know what? We're going to let her there. One of the biggest issues is that, you know, my mother has no clothing, apparently. Um, Nothing to wear to go to the christening. And, uh, you know, she's got no car, can't go anywhere. According to her, can't walk down the driveway to a cab or an Uber or anything like that because there are holes in my driveway and I'm going to fall and break my neck and nobody gives a you-know-what about me. So, who flies in with the cape? Mr. Joe's sister, Superwoman, to help my... And God, please forgive me, my disgusting mother. Disgusting. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into it. I'm not fighting with her. You know, it's going to start, don't get me wrong, because the mania is already starting to set in. I mean, she called me four or five times yesterday. I didn't answer once. Um, and she wanted to report her side of the story in comparison to my sister's side of the story. And... The last message that she left me, she started out by saying, you know, I wish you would pick up the phone once in a while. But then she became sweet as sugar. And that, to me, is indicative that the next message is, you know, she's going to go to town on me. And the reason why I'm not answering the phone or calling her uh, in, in regarding the all-out war that, well, I shouldn't say war because my sister was much bigger of a person. She knew in her heart that this was the last that she would be seeing of my mother. And she wanted to make sure she, you know, left like a lady and did what she had to do. Um, but and I already lost my train of thought. 
believe me. I'm, I'm lost, guys. I mean, I, and I apologize. I'm so sorry. But I have decided, you know, that if I call her now or answer the phone, I'm just so angry at her that I'm going to say things that I'm going to regret. Now, you know, it's like you can't win because while I believe that I'm doing the right thing, all I'm doing is adding fuel to the fire and angering that woman even more. Anyway, christening's on its way. My mother wants to go shopping, and my sister picks her up and um, puts her in the car. And, you know, of course, on the way, my, my mother starts about my sister's car and, you know, this is a disgusting car. I don't know why you don't get a new one and, you know, because your husband is so cheap. Uh, you know, this is what my sister's listening to. And this is not the first time. You know, my sister listens to this on every dental visit, every doctor visit. you got to hear the same nonsense over and over again. So much of what I'm telling you has already happened probably a thousand times over to my poor sister. She just keeps going back for more. Well, while they're in the store, a couple of factors to keep in mind now. My mother had $600 cash on her, but refused to use it. Instead, she walked around multiple stores charging everything. And as for my sister, my mother even tried to get my sister to open up a Macy's charge card so she can get the 30% off. And my sister said, sorry, I don't want credit cards, okay? And God bless my sister, okay? Because here I am now, in second time around, and, you know, struggling with money, um as many of us are, but my sister's got a good head on her shoulders, and you know what? She said, no, I'm not doing it. And, and my sister kind of needed an explanation as to why this was transpiring, and I want everybody to understand this, okay? When you have bipolar disorder and you're on your spending sprees, most times it's much easier or preferable to buy things with a credit card. And the reason for that is because Many times, we, we want to hoard anything that has value to it. Now, cash has value to it. You know, there's, you can buy anything with cash. Okay? Having cash on hand can get you anything. Okay? Could get you drugs. Could get you alcohol. Okay? Could get you, God forgive me, sex, if you're really that desperate. Okay? And believe me, I, I wouldn't be surprised if many of us were, and I'm not putting anybody down for that. But... She needed that instant gratification, and when you charge things, you don't feel it then. You don't know. You don't care. You're getting what you want. It's on a charge card. You still got money in your pocket, and you know you got plenty of time before that statement comes. So that's that's the rationale behind what my mother was doing yesterday. So um, apparently she was interested in getting some makeup, and my sister said, uh, she said, you know, what do I do to my sister? Do I buy this? And my sister turned around and she said, listen, if you buy it, you don't like it, you put it on, you take it, it was like a bronzer or some crap, I don't even know what that means, but um, if you don't like it, I'll take it back and you return it. No big deal. They allow returns here, whatever store it was. So in the middle of the store, my mother screams, you haven't even taken me to return my underwear yet. Okay, and my sister turned around and said, Mom, you know, that's really what has not been a priority right now with everything that has been going on. 
you know, it's only been a week or so since we've needed to return it. It's underwear. It's still in the package. You don't like it. We have the receipt. We'll get to it when we get to it. Bipolar people, OCD people, manic people, wackadoos like us don't want to hear that. Okay, we want things done when we want them done. So that answer was unacceptable to my mother. Nevertheless, apparently my mother, you know, ranted and raved the whole way home, insulted my sister. And then when they got to the house, the fight continued, more so from my mother. And I don't remember what exactly my sister said. I, I can't recall that provoked my mother to do what she did. But I do know that it was not anything insulting. It was, you know, just something that she didn't want to hear. And my mother began to yell at the top of her lungs to the point where she was spitting in my sister's face. And my sister was backing up. And my mom continued to spit and yell. And my sister nearly fell down a flight of stairs. But she was able to hold herself. And my mother looks at my sister and she goes, that's right, yeah, you, you and your ugly pimple face. My poor sister, man, she called me crying hysterically. And it's not over the pimple face. It's, number one, my sister don't even have pimples, okay? Um, oh, not to mention my mother's, you know, threw in, no wonder why your children hate you. I don't know where she got that one. Her, her children absolutely adore her in every way, shape, and form. But, you know, what, what we do is anything we can to, to be mean. That's really what it comes down to, especially, I hate to say it, when we have borderline personality disorder, which is what makes me feel that I, you know, to some degree have that in, embedded in me because I'm always capable of doing so. And uh, my mother has actually a dental appointment at 1030 today, in which my sister was supposed to take her. And... Um, She's not taking her. Now, one of the messages was my mother said that she found somebody to take her so she no longer needs any help, doesn't need my sister. And then about four messages later, my mother calls me up. Oh, forgot about this part. Not that I would ever not believe my sister. I believe every word she says, but my mom even confirmed it. She's like, you know, oh, me and your sister. And then, by the way, you know, I've gotten multiple messages like this that me and your sister are at, are at war. Me and your sister are going to kill each other, blah, blah, blah. Well, this one was me and your sister have finally, you know, hit the end. Things are very bad. I even told her to shut her pimple face and said, look at your ugly pimple face. No remorse whatsoever at all. And at the end, you know, she turned around and she said, well... She was supposed to take me to the christening. She won't be taking me, so I guess I will not be going. Regardless, even if I did go with her, I don't want to sit at a table with that effing loser. That's what she calls my sister. My sister who has done everything. Not even just from when my father passed away. Every damn thing for that woman that you could imagine. And then <laughs> the message, which was the message of you know, I wish you would pick up your phone sometimes, my mother actually asked me to text my sister and ask her if she would give her a ride to the christening. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. You really can't. So I am anticipating the most 
<laughs> disturbing possible message that one could ever hear. And I got to tell you, I really wish, I, I, I got to figure out a way. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that it's easy because I've done it for you guys before in the past. But I do want to um, create another collection of messages that this sick woman continuously leaves. Now, here's the deal, guys. My dad, he doesn't want to see his children going through this, I promise you, because I believe that my mother did kill my dad, without a doubt. And what I mean by that is he was appeasing her, couldn't stand her, was miserable, but just tried to do whatever she wanted to do. You know, whatever he want, she wanted him to do, he did, just to shut her up and keep her happy. And because of that, I believe the stress was so immense that he probably, you know, did not pay attention to his own health. And, of course, you know, forgive my you know, phrase here, but dropped dead in his own home while he was trying to fix my house, his house. So, well, certainly not my house, even though it's supposed to be left to me, because that's a whole nother story. Hundreds of thousands of dollars that my father saved for me and my children and my sister and my children my mother has indicated to us that she will do everything in her power to empty those bank accounts spend every last dime so we get nothing and also if she can because our names are on stuff and i'm not sure how those things work you know i do know with the savings account that we're on she's got an atm card she could take a, a daily trip to the bank if she knew how to do it the idiot doesn't even know how to do it but if she knew and learned, she could just keep deducting, you know, withdrawing with our ATM card. Easy. So I believe there's about $26,000 in there. And um, she just paid $10,000 to a dentist. You know, it was close to 40 in there or whatever. So now she's down to 26. She gets about $5,000 a month that goes into her checking based on my father's pension. And damn, man, I wish I got that. <laughs> Uh, seriously, I mean, I wish I got that. But according to her, she has no money. Now, again, our names are on everything. There's a, um, a CD that's got, I believe, $101,000 in it. There is a 401k plan that hundreds of thousands of dollars. And our names are on everything. And I really, from a legal standpoint, I don't know how it works. But I do know this, that my mother would, um, you know, is even willing to go hire a lawyer to get us off those accounts because she desperately wants us to have no money. According to her words, this is not me guessing anymore, guys. Your brother and you are not getting anything. She won't say that to me because I'm the Messiah. She'll never, And if I asked it, she'd deny it. But, you know, your brother and you are not getting any money. That's what she'll say to my sister. It's my money. You're not getting it, and I don't care. I don't care what goes on. If you struggle, it's just absolutely disgusting and you know what guys it's money what am I going to do I mean really what am I going to do I mean would it be nice to have so that my four children and yes four children would actually be okay in terms of going to college it would actually help four children go to college that's how much money there is and another two for my sister so six in total and my mother doesn't care she doesn't care you know um, you would think she would about her grandchildren, but I don't know, guys. It is so frustrating to me. And, you know, to, this morning as I was driving in, unfortunately, I broke down a little bit thinking of my dad. Um, that's been rough on me lately. Uh, I'm 
I'm not looking for sympathy. It's not a sob story. You know, it's just like anybody else out there who has lost a parent. Because I got to tell you, man, as much as he enabled that woman and the things that he did, it, it was all manipulative, all manipulated by her. My father was such a wonderful, beautiful man. And he married the devil. He really did. And, you know, this is a woman that tortured me my whole life, literally, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, another crazy thing, three nights ago, when I talked to my mother, the, uh, so three nights ago something occurred, and the next day my mother called me hysterical crying to let me know that her uncle, which would be my great-uncle, committed suicide the night before. He shot himself in the head. This, my audience, my friends, my family, would be now the third suicide in my mother's side of the family. So, man, if you don't think bipolar and mental illness is hereditary, I don't know what is. I mean, you know, those kinds of things are not coincidental, everybody. Especially considering the fact that Mr. Joe attempted two times and Mr. Joe's mother attempted once. I thank what I believe in, my that God. I thank God, and I'm sorry if you're not religious. I thank God above that he had given me the strength after literally 17 years to figure out what the hell is wrong with me. Because if not, guys, I wouldn't be here recording. I'd be dead. And I am so grateful. I'm so grateful that, you know, that I have my children that motivated me, a beautiful wife that got me through this, that wanted to, that wanted to um, make sure that I was here for my family and make sure that I was well. And um, just, I'm just so grateful because there is so much damage, guys, that we can do when we don't pay attention to our mental illness. And, and, and I'm not blaming anybody. We're blinded by it, guys. That's part of the illness. I'm not going to be able to address an email that I got, guys. But um, if this person is listening, please know that there is a podcast available for people that are dealing with loved ones who are in denial. And, um, you know, ways to get to get through that with your loved ones about, you know, the bipolar, denial, and shame even, okay? I really never talked about the shame because a lot of times, and even in this email that I read, and I'm not giving names or I'm not reading emails because I wasn't given permission, but I need to talk about the content. Um, sometimes what makes it so hard for us to even talk about the bipolar is the shame of it all. The things we do. I started out my podcast explaining that. You know, the, the way that we act, the things that we've done, you know, the, the things that we were told that we were done that we don't remember. And, you know, I think back. If I focus on the things that I did, obviously that makes me absolutely stick, sick to my stomach. So what I remember is absolutely horrible. And what I am told I did makes me feel even worse because I don't remember. Now, when I was unmedicated, when I was told what I did, <laughs> well, I didn't believe that person. They were crazy. I didn't act like that. I didn't do that. I didn't say that. You're out of your mind. I wouldn't behave like that. What are you talking about? Come on. 
believe me, I'd be screaming that also, okay? But when you don't remember, you know, and you're being told that you did these horrifying things to people, at that moment you don't have shame. You're in denial. Seriously. Okay? You, you, you know, you just, you're in denial because you can't believe some of the things that you're being told you did. And then as you remember things, you know, we've talked about the guilt that we do feel, the shame that we do feel based on what we just did or how we treated somebody. Guys, when you're medicated and you look back on your life like Mr. Joe does, it's, it seems like one big dream. It really does. It seems like one big dream. I've got to be honest, I've embraced my hallucinations now because they're there constantly. Flashes, more or less. Not, not, you know, guys, I don't have somebody walking next to me anymore. I don't have to- somebody to talk to. I'm grateful for that. I don't want to talk to John. I really don't. I'm t- I was tired of John. I was tired of seeing him. I don't want get away, bro. Not in the mood. But unfortunately, I'm seeing flashes of him, flashes of animals, really, really weird things. But I don't care anymore. I don't care because it's not affecting anyone. I'm not hurting anyone. But man, when I look back on the destruction that I caused, I mean, I just can't believe it. Can't believe the things that a person can do. They're just unbelievable. And sadly enough, as much as I want to forget that, because we should, guys, you know, we don't. I, I, we shouldn't expect others to forget. Hopefully, they'll forgive. When we're doing well and we're stable and we finally addressed and we're, you know, addressed our mental illness and we're no longer bipolar, or <laughs> that never happens, but acting bipolar, it's actually not a bad thing to forget those things, really, you know, uh, to some degree. You always want to remember how you were, you know, in general terms. You know, I was angry. I was crazy. I was, you know, didn't care about consequences, but it's probably a good idea to, to, to remove yourself from those specific thoughts about things that you might have done. Because that is disheartening. That is really, you know, puts a person in a position where, you know, you just can't believe it. And the saddest thing of all is as much as I want to forget those specific things, each and every single day of my life, I am reminded of them because I watch my mother engage in the same thing over and over again, probably to an even worse degree than I ever did. My prediction is she will start drinking within the next week or so, and I'm usually right when it comes to that stuff. Uh, My prediction is that I will be receiving a phone call, if not today, tomorrow, with a countless number of curse words and insults and, you know, um, accusations that I have left her. Um, And here's what I plan on saying, everybody, when I do finally get the nerve or, you know, the the anger under control. And a combination of both, because I don't have the you-know-what to call her now. I don't. I, I don't. She's still my mother. And as much as a sicko as she is, it still really hurts me when I have to say certain things to her, even if it's for her own benefit. But once the anger subsides to some degree, I am going to call her up, everybody. And we, I am going to make one final statement to my mother. I'm going to say, Mom, the way that you treated my sister is absolutely unacceptable. And I want you to understand that little do you know, you probably don't remember, that the way you treated her, you have treated 
everyone throughout your life. That includes my father, me, my ex-wife, my current wife, my wife's parents. You have done those things to everybody. I don't hate you for it because you have a mental illness and I believe you can't control it. However, what you can control is getting yourself help so that it never happens again. And you know what, guys? I'm telling you now, I am giving my mother an ultimatum. You get the help you need. You show me stability for a year. One year. And then I will welcome you back into my life. That's the deal, guys. That's the deal. Okay? And, and, and I'm sorry. It's just, just the way it has to be. She is just too crazy of a woman, and she's bringing everybody down, and... You know, when she wasn't around, everybody got along. And now that she is around, you know, everybody's at each other's throats. It's a horrible, horrible way to feel. Um, guys, i got to apologize. I'm so, so sorry that I've broken down a few times in this podcast. As you can see, I'm really emotional. My rate of speech is, you know, zillion miles per hour. But at the same time, you know, again, I'm in those mixed episodes where I'm literally crying at the drop of a dime. Um, so I apologize. That's something I never want to do as real and as honest as I want to be with my audience. You don't need to hear that. You really don't. You got your own issues going on, man. You got your own crying to do. You don't hear the so-called person who is um, attempting to motivate and educate should not be crying on air. But I did, and I apologize now. I'm going to do my best, guys, to get that podcast uploaded. Please, again, forgive me if for some reason there is some repetitive content. We're going to, you know, we're going to be going backwards rather than forwards, at least for an episode. And, um, you know, either way, it's awesome to be back. Guys, if you're living with a mental illness and you're doing well, I ask that you continue to work hard. If you love or you care about somebody with a mental illness, I ask that you continue to support that person the very best way that you know how. And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness, I ask that you continue to fight, continue to battle, and most importantly, soldier on. Thank you so much for listening. You guys have an awesome day. I'll talk to you again real soon. I can say this now. I love you all.